Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports film. All right, 7 o'clock, Sunday night time for another edition of Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in Portland, Jim in the studio. Jim, good evening. It's just another normal night except it's Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day to everybody, absolutely. Uh, You know, it's funny, uh, on on the Father's Day topic, Jim, I think from a sports standpoint, the most common thing I heard in regards to Father's Day in sports was, oh, I'm going to go play around round of golf with my dad. I heard that a lot. I saw a lot of pictures of people playing golf with their dads today. There was a special on ESPN. You can imagine, you know, with the resources they have, they had a special Father's Day tribute, and they showed what a whole bunch of people were doing. Some pretty famous, some pretty famous athletes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would yesterday. say the golf, playing around it, golf with your dad is always been a pretty traditional father's day thing yep yep i think uh, one of my buddies in arizona he, he couldn't have summarized it more uh he's like, yeah i'm gonna go play around at golf and then we're gonna grill some steaks like, <laughs> i don't think there's anything more father's day traditional than that uh, i think bar- so. barbecue is big uh the comp the famous compte barbecue oh that uh, I, I don't remember much other than there was really good pie well the, the pie was it, it was it was also unlimited pie Yes. So oh, it was very. Oh, it was unlimited pie. I remember that part the, very well. The Compte Barbecue um, fundraiser for the fire department. Um, I was amazed. They they had twelve hundred people there the last time. They're taking one more. They took one more year off. Yeah. For, for COVID, and the way it works is you pay pay your twenty bucks for your chicken dinner, and then all the pie is donated by the local Compte people. So yeah. there's just so many different kinds of pie. Yeah. So speaking of fundraisers, before we dive into the show too much, I think this oh, is yeah. as good a time as ever to, to talk about this real quick. Um, and we're actually going to get into this a little bit more next week. So I think we can talk about this some more. Um, so Fort Bragg High School is, or I guess more specifically, the Fort Bragg football program, Fort Bragg High School football program on July 2nd um, is going to be hosting a corn roll, a cornhole fundraiser tournament. Uh, anyone that doesn't recognize the name cornhole, it's beanbag toss basically the same thing um but they're going to be hosting a cornhole fundraiser tournament for the fort bragg high school football program that's going to be at timberwolf stadium i believe if i'm reading this correctly yeah yeah i'm correct in that right yep you're right keep going then i'll go Uh, yep and it will be so to begin on july 2nd 50 dollars team fee double elimination tournament 100 open to the public uh, sign-ups will start at 9, bags will start flying, uh, meaning the tournament will start around 10, uh, raffle prizes, and there will also be awards for the top three teams. Um, since this is going to be at the high school, no alcohol will be allowed, uh, but there is a concession stand that will be open. You can bring your own bags if you would like, bags being what you're going to throw. Uh, an airmail contest that's going to, and I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know what that is. We'll, we'll, I, I, I have a few. To, we'll have to find out about that next week. Um, but this all came to our attention uh, as part of a fundraiser for Fort Bragg High School because they have a new football coach. Uh, and it's someone that we know a little bit uh, by the name of Cody Lowe, who is my age. So Fort Bragg's got a new football coach uh, on the younger end. We're going to be talking to him next week, uh, just kind of get his take on taking over the program and things like that. 
Um, but he sent this our way and was hoping we could get it out to the public. So if you're around Fort Bragg High School on July 2nd, again, there's going to be a cornhole fundraiser tournament to uh, help support the Fort Bragg High School football program. Yeah, his his assistant coach um, I've known. Um, he's a brother-in-law of my handyman, David Tavelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Donnie Applegate. Um, he's going to be the defensive coach. And, and the reason... The reason this stuck out at me, Jerry, and we'll talk to, to Cody Lowe, head football, new head football coach, as you said, who's your age, is that think about this isn't just some assistant moving up. We had a 70-something-year-old um, Jack Moyer, coach for 35 years. One of his assistants stepped in, Roy Perkins. He's been on the show a couple times. He was in his 60s or 70s. I don't know. But now yeah. all of a sudden, boom, we got another generation. We've got Cody Lowe, your age, you know, early 30s. His his It's going to be a whole new thing in Fort Bragg. It's like, it's like reinvention of, of a whole new program. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always a I think a change when you get a younger coach in there that, you know, has new ideas, can relate to the players in a different way than older coaches can, not necessarily in a better or worse way, just in right. a different way. Um has has their own kind of perspectives about how the game should be played and, and those kind of things. So I'm really am looking forward to to talking to Cody. Uh very similar kind of to some of the to some of the reasons I was excited when we spoke to and I'm blanking on his last name at the moment. Um so I apologize. Uh, I believe Tyler Holt, when we spoke to the Middletown baseball oh, that's coach, similar right. age, that's right. another 20... younger coach, and he we was... talked to him a little bit about those experiences. So looking forward to get, getting Cody's takes on that stuff next week. Uh, but again, one more time, uh, quick version of it. July 2nd, Fort Bragg High School uh, at the football stadium. Uh, there will be a cornhole fundraiser tournament to support the program, and we'll be speaking to the new coach of Fort Bragg High School uh, football, Cody Lowe. We will be speaking to him I got, I got, a, I got a quick text from Cody Lowe, and he said, People, make plans. Go to Cornhole, then to the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, there's your there's your day. You, you have your, your 4th of July weekend day in place perfect. Wouldn't that start out in, in Fort Bragg at, at the Salmon Barbecue? It's all the same day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You could make a real day out of this in Fort Bragg. It'd be, it'd be wow. good stuff. Wow. Um, so we kind of jumped the gun a little bit there. Didn't really introduce the show, which is fine. Uh, but we wanted to make sure we got that announcement out of the way. Um, this is the sports phone. So if you are new to the show and you're kind of confused what has been going on the last uh, seven, eight minutes, Jim and I are uh, big in the world of sports in the sense of we have all we both played sports, we've coached, we've uh, officiated, and we just like to talk about sports in our day-to-day lives. We like to spend this one-hour week here on the KZYX Airways talking about sports. And more important than that, opening up the phone lines to you, the listeners, to call in and talk about anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. This can be professional, high school, college, rec league, international stuff, questions, controversies, topics, news stories, quizzes, anything you want to talk about. We encourage it. As long as it is sports related, we will. We are going to open up the phone lines at 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Number again is 707-895-2448. Anything you want to talk about, as long as it is sports related, we want to hear about it. We want to talk about it. Yeah, well, I'm going to say uh, the phone lines are open. I mean, see, yeah. see you can say it, but I'm uh, I'm sitting here staring at them. 707-895-2448. Let's hear from you. You got any announcements? You got a, a topic that you, you, you want uh, us to uh, analyze for you? You got some trivia for us? 
Um, uh, uh, let's see. How about we start with uh, this day in sports? Yeah, start with it. We got June nineteenth. Go for it. June nineteenth in nineteen. Hello, caller. You're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey, I got a sports joke. I guess for oh, a father, a, dad, a dad's joke for Father's Day. Why did the dad bring an extra pair of socks with him to a golf course? Why did the dad bring an extra pair of socks to the golf course? On Father's right. Day or any day? Uh, any day, yeah. Okay. This is... Come on, Jer. You can figure that out. You can't, can't you figure that out with Google or something? I, I'm not going to look up a joke. That's, that just seems like it's too much of... That That seems like it's too much All of... All right, guys, um, guys. Go for it. Guys, you're working too hard here. Uh, it's because uh, he brought them to the golf course just in case he had a hole-in-one. There you go. Oh! There, there you go, you. yeah. Extra Have a good show. Thanks. Thank you. Thank Just you so in much. Case he had a hole in one. I don't think I would have gotten that. It's 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 a dad joke though. It's a really bad dad joke. Oh, but it, but it's it's a, it's a and, and bad dad jokes are some of the best jokes, right? Like that's just a like it's it's like you know. Hey Jim, did you hear about the pot fly? No. No, you probably didn't because it was way over your head. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just that kind of jokes, but I love that kind of stuff. I love so I used to have a a thing at work, but before we worked remote, I had a little thing that whenever I logged onto my work computer, it would give me a really bad joke at the beginning of the day. It was fantastic. So I love good. I love a good joke like that. That was great. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to remind you today is Lou Gehrig's birthday. Wow. And also, this for maybe some older folks might remember Nomo. Today is his birthday. Leo Namalini, he was a tackle with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Mostly when they played at Tizar, I think his last year was when they went into Cattlestick. So. Huh. Okay. Yeah, six-time, six, he was a six-time All-Pro, three-time All-Pro second team. Ten-time yeah, Pro Bowler uh, is part of the 1950s NFL uh, All-Decade team. He's a wrestler too. Yeah, yeah, yep, pro wrestler. Pro wrestler, hey. Oh yeah, and this is like, and Jim, just to clarify, what pro wrestling here is this isn't like you know Olympic style. This is the good stuff. This is the four, the ring with the, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, one of my. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you got any great. more? You got any more birthdays for us? No, not particularly. Thanks for the call. Love it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That thank was you. great. Yeah, and then wow. Luke Gehrig's birthday, I think everyone, that's a name that I think pretty much everyone knows, one of the greatest Yankees of all time. How old would he be today? Uh, oh, boy, he would be, let me get out the calculator, because um, I'm bad at math here. He would be... You've got a calculator out to figure out his birthday? Yeah, absolutely. He'd be 119. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Um Man, he's famous for so many things. He's got a disease named after him. He's he's yeah. set. He's one of the most famous Yankees. Wow, wow. Um, you know, I have one other announcement. Can I backtrack just for a second, Chair? I mean, you never really got very far in into on this day in sports <laughs> to begin with. So yeah, you got the date out. So yeah, you I'll, I'll allow it. I'll All allow right. backtrack on this last week in sports. Last week in sports, 
Eight, what? Be, now this this is last week. Um, this not, isn't an announcement. No, it, well it's so it's coming around. <laughs> it's coming around. Okay. Um, this is an announcement. A little um, uh, shout out to my mom who. A lot of listeners, people listen regularly, know that my mom's a, you know, a, a pretty major competitor in the masters swimming world. Um, she dominated the um, the YMCA National Masters a couple months ago in Florida. She she went and qualified for what are called the Senior Games this week. Got seven gold medals at the qualifiers in Cortland, New York. And that puts her able in 2023. I think they only happen every four years. I'm not sure about that. In 2023, my mom, Judy Young, she will be going to the senior games in, um, in, uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And just, just so uh, people can put this in perspective, she's in the 95 to 99-year-old age group. So I had to say... Uh, I'm all for plugging your mom here. I'm still waiting for the announcement. What announcement? That is the announcement. Oh, that is the announcement. Okay, I got it. Okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. All, All right. right. Um, June 19th. If, if uh, we don't have any more calls, I will get started here. The phone lines are open, 707-895-2448. I think it's pretty clear we'd like to be interrupted, Jer. Yeah, absolutely. Interrupt away. June 19th, 1943. The Eagles and the Steelers merged. The Philadelphia Eagles... And the Pittsburgh Steelers merged to make one Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania National Football League team. And if, if this is right the way I read it, six months later, 12-5 of the same year, 1943, they disbanded. And they went yeah. back to the Eagles. Can you tell me something that makes sense about that? So they were known as the Phil Pitt Steagles. By fans. Say, say it again. Uh, say it they again. Divide, yeah. Say it uh, again. The Steagles. <laughs> uh, they divided home games oh. between the two cities. Um, and there were co-coaches as well. Um, oh, you mean they had two home fields? Yeah, they had two home fields. Uh, and so part of this came from... Uh, the context, Jim, for for this was uh, World War II. So oh. a number of sports leagues were left with depleted rosters. Uh, so oh. teams temporarily were merging to kind of keep the league afloat. Oh wow, this is way yeah. different than I thought. So other teams merged, and and so, so this was a temporary thing, probably from the get go. Yeah, and so it was basically the idea being instead of both teams having to shut down, you just merge them into into one team. Huh. Sort of like Mendocino Little League merging with Fort Bragg so so the kids would have a place to play? With the exception of World War II being involved, yes. <laughs> the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. All right. 20? Oh, I hope this is date right. Oh, 2016. I had to say this one. I just had to say this one, Jer. Yeah. The Lakers defeat Golden State Warriors in the end... In the NBA, oh, the Cleveland Cavaliers did not the. Warriors, I'm sorry, not the Lakers. I'm sorry, the Cleveland Cav Cavaliers defeated the Golden State Warriors, being the first team ever that was down three to one to win the NBA championship. The NBA. Yeah, I, I remember watching this series just because, like, it was everyone kind of had the same opinion of this series, where it was when the Warriors were up three one, and then Cleveland won Game Five. It's like, oh, okay, they won Game Five, but they're not going to win Game Six. And then all of a sudden, they won Game Six, and everyone kind of started looking at each other, going. 
oh, well, are they going to, they could win game seven now. It was like this progression of, oh, this series is over. Oh, it's not, it's over, but it's still kind of a fun series because it's close now. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, wait a minute. We, we've got a game seven here. And this is kind of the, the pinnacle example of uh, how anything can happen in a game seven. So who had home court advantage? Uh, oh boy, I have to go back and look. Um, Where was that? Yeah, I think it was in New York, or not New York. I'm sorry, in uh, in Golden State. Uh, but I, like I said, I have to go double check. Yes, it was in Golden State. Seven oh seven. Back then, the, the Warriors were winning volume, right? And that's why everyone thought they were going to win in five because Game Five was back in Golden State, and then they didn't. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden, yeah, you go back to Cleveland and you win, and there you go. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Jim and Jerry, how you doing? Hey, wow. doing well. Miles Hayes. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you. I'm technically not supposed to give out your name unless you give it to us, but I, I couldn't help it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Well, I, I, I talked to Miles this afternoon, Jerry. He called up just to wish me a happy Father's Day, or he texted yes, me. Yes, I did. Happy Father's Day, sir. So I, I took it to, uh, and the same to you. Took it to the chance to get caught up on uh, high school basketball. Uh, how how is the summer league going? Wherever you are, you you doing youth basketball right now? Oh, uh, yeah, we got we're doing summer league. Both JV and varsity is at Minnesota College on Thursday, and then I just started a JV summer league in Upper Lake just for the JV boys for Potter Valley, uh, Kelseyville, and Clear Lake. And then we're going to have Lower Lake probably come in sometime next week to join the club. Nice. That's good. It's really cool to, to see that stuff continuing, right? It like it, And it didn't just all go away. And I know it's kind of been like a slow buildup back with coming back from COVID. But, I mean, I remember coaching in those those uh, those Mendocino College Summer League games. That was so much fun. It's really, really cool that that's, that's back and everything's everything's going well. Does Billy have a, a full slate at the Mendocino yeah, he has about 10 teams. Oh, good. So it's, nice. It's good. Everybody's back, and it's great. And, Jerry, I was thinking about you. I was down in the house this weekend. We did Basketball Jones, and it just reminded me of you being in Fort Bragg and having a bunch of fun and music with Ace and stuff, and the kids were oh. excited. To, it was just great times. us Basketball Jones back full-time without COVID. It's amazing. I'll, I'll tell you, Miles, I think we can. We don't need to go into any of the details on the air. I got a whole new perspective of what it's like to be involved with that camp when I worked it one year. That was what. That was one of the coolest experiences of my life, going from a camper to working at that camp. Gave me a whole new perspective on what you guys are kind of go through to, to make that all happen. Did I hear you wrong? Um, so did I fun. hear you wrong? Miles, did you say that Basketball Jones is happening this summer? Yeah. Basketball Jones is back this summer. What, who's, um, who, this weekend. It was in Carmel last weekend. They're going to be in Santa Cruz and San Jose next week. And we'll have one. We'll we try to bring one back to Ukiah and bring one back to Fort Bragg in the next couple of years and going up to Humboldt, too. Come nice. on. Well, tell us something. I, I, I thought that thing was never coming back without Gino. Who is running the camp? Are, are uh, the Cotters still involved? Yeah, the Cotters are still involved. The nonprofit is going great. Ace Cotty is in charge. Ace is um, in charge. Wow. Yeah, Ace is in charge, and we're moving things along and trying to expand out. Now you're in San Jose with three camps. You know, we got AAU program building out of it. 
Um, we're going to try to go overseas with my program with the As One International. So we're just trying to move forward and keep the love of basketball Jones going. Wow. Still to this day, and, and I think Jim and I both agree to this, uh, I went to some really big basketball camps. Jordan's camp. I went to Lakers camp. I went to Duke's camp. I, if it's back, and I, I'll put Basketball Jones up there with any any camp in the world in terms of how it's run, how it just encourages kids to, to just love the game of basketball. It's it's one of the best. It is one of the best still. Uh, I put well, the up, best, go ahead. The best Basketball Jones is that it's not vanilla. It's not the same. Jerry, you know yes. what we be different. We can slip yep. it on the fly. You got different guys from everywhere, from pro players to high school players to coaches, with the run at lunchtime and give a different perspective, a different background mm-hmm. from everybody. So you can learn from everybody. So yeah. that's, that's the best thing about basketball jokes. We, we don't stick to we don't stick to the script. Sometimes we have to veer off and be your own. Sometimes, and that's fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think Jerry, I forgot to tell you this. Um, when we came up and visited, we went up and visited Jerry a couple of weeks ago. Uh, miles and for the first time you know we've been going up north for you know seven eight years if you count basketball you know all the times at at arcada with humble states camp we've been going up there for a long time and i've never taken the avenue of the giants all the way up there and we did that and the reason i'm saying that is it hit me i mean i pulled into miranda and wow. i i had to stop I, I i slowed down i pulled over to the side of the road I mean, I don't usually do. Th- and I, I think I bowed my head. <laughs> it's like Geno's town, and, yeah. and and it's just like Jerry. I forgot to tell you that. It it, it and I I didn't realize we were going through Miranda, and all of a sudden we were there, and and I, I just it hit me. It hit me. I hadn't thought about Geno in a long time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the great thing about it is that they're they gonna try to put a rec center up there. They have a court up there at Redway. And he's helping in the house, so they got a park building. He's going to get back to East Park and building it. Um, yeah. They got a documentary coming out probably, I don't know, if the end of the summer or sometime this year. The documentary was coming about what Jones, how he came from from nowhere to somewhere, and he just sparked a lot of people. There's a lot of coaches. Everybody talking about Coach K and Coach Pop, about how everybody goes off and coaches. He got a lot of guys into coaching or basketball training or keep yep. playing basketball overseas and stuff. Gino has a lot to do with a lot of coaches in Northern California and California period hmm. to keep keeping the level of the level of basketball and, and keeping it going. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Well, we're, we're live here. 707-895-2448. We don't have any calls coming in right now. So we thought, Miles, if you have a second, we were going to enter. Jerry, why don't you bring up this topic and let's just do it real quick with Miles because it's right up his alley. Yeah, for sure. So I, Miles, have you heard of Tracy McGrady's One Basketball League before I go into this too much? Quick, I was in Canada, and I was at Drake's Basketball League a couple of weeks ago, so go right ahead. I didn't hear about Tracy McGrady. Yeah, so so this league, and I, I'm curious what your take on it is. Um, it's finishing kind of its, like, first trial run year. Um, Tracy McGrady, former NBA All-Star, he put up all the money for it, it's a one-on-one basketball league. So million. he went to uh, three different cities, um, New York, Springfield, Virginia, and Los Angeles, and hosted one-on-one basketball tournaments with the winners getting uh, $10,000. Um, 
or excuse me, there's more. There's 10 cities. Those are the three that have played so far. The top three in each city are in the tournament are going to go to Vegas for a one-on-one tournament to play for $250,000. And he presented this as kind of this opportunity to give players a platform. All of the applications are done on social media by like submitting video of yourself playing. There's really strict rules in place about you can't have played uh, more than two NBA regular seasons or the equivalent of two NBA regular seasons. Um, You can't be under contract. So it's trying to find younger players. And the thing that I really thought was interesting about it was we've seen other leagues pop up with like Ice Cube did his three on three league before. But I think the idea of a one on one competitive basketball league is so cool because more than any other type of basketball one on one, in my view, is just it's it's totally its own thing. It's so different than even two, two on two. No, one on one is just you. You yeah. you have to up, you have to play. You can't blame nobody. You can't blame the ref. You can't blame the team in that passing the ball. It's just listen. That's how you grew up playing. I mean, yeah. I'm from New York. You grew up playing one on one against your brother or your friend who's out there. You know, and that's how you figure out your skills, your move, your instincts is yep. by playing one on one. And this you know? is and, this is interesting. It's interesting, Miles, because this isn't a tournament where you get you say, "Oh, I'm going to go enter." This is invitation only. It's a league. It's not a tournament. It's a league, right. and yeah. and these these same players are going to go from city to city. No, 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 that's not true. Something like that, though, right? A league. No, it's ten. It's not a league. It's ten thirty-two player tournaments, uh, and the it, across ten cities, and the top three each in each city go to Vegas. But it is invitation only. You can't just no. This. You apply by sending in a video. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, and this is the yeah. first time I heard about this. And I'm yeah, all it, over yeah. Well, it's 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 really interesting, Miles, because it's in like. McGrady even called it. This is their proof of concept here, where they're not video. They're not really live streaming anything. There's, it's, you're not really able to watch it. Showtime is going to pick up and do the finals, the Showtime network, which is cool. But he talked about this is my proof of concept year. Next year, he's already said, I want to get women in. So he's going to have a women's division next year. And then he said the other thing he was equating this to was um, was like boxing or UFC, where he said, ultimately, not only does he want to have men's and women's divisions, he wants to have height divisions kind of like how weight has uh, weight classes yeah. he wants to have height classes so like six one to six three six four to six six and try to really make this it's a really special unique one-on-one league to give players an opportunity to showcase themselves i, I think it's really well, really cool and that's great that's what happens there's a bunch of six foot and under league you know mm-hmm. now you got one-on-one you got two-on-two ice cube got the three-on-three you're going to have four and four leagues now. It's going to be things totally different now. So everybody can branch out and have their own place. Stephen Curry changed the game. The little people to shoot. Because everybody's going to be 6'6", six, 6'5", six, 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 you know, that, that That's a monopoly. That's only like a, so many people. But there's millions of people that's under 6'2", or 6 yeah. feet. So now, where, where is the chance for them to get to play? You know what I mean? You have a, have a Muggsy Bowles or a Spud Webb. I would have liked to see the, the... The more I thought about it, Chair... I, I didn't like that's the only part of it I didn't like because when, when I was growing up in the streets, I liked playing one on one against the six eight guys and and I liked playing one on one against the five four guys, sure uh, and and I, I I think that's part of it I, I I don't think they should have different height groups that's the only I think part if he's of it I didn't if like. he's 
if he's trying to legitimize it as like a year in year out thing, I think it makes sense to add height divisions. Like if he's if he's trying to make it a a like a it's a really year in year out consistent league, I think it makes sense if they can get. To but that Jim, point. think about it. If if we're over, if we're over in Mendocino for Bragg. How many six five and six six kids we're gonna have one on one or three on three? They're all gonna be what five ten six one no <laughs> more than six two. Most of them. Right? I you mean, know, like, so most of the people we, if we run a, a six foot under league, we can get more kids. If we run a six five or six six league over there, we get one kid or maybe two kids. So you know, it, it, what nowadays you gotta have something for everybody. For yeah, every height, for every age, for every sex, that's not for everybody. Nobody can be left out. I want to yeah, see so. a Shaq against a Steph Curry in the finals. <laughs> in the finals <laughs> of the one on one tournament. I think that's what one on one. I think that's what one on one's all about. All right, we should we should move on here. We got one more call. I should move on. Miles, great to check in with you. Thank, thank you, guys. Always good good happy Father's Day one more time. Jerry, I hit you up later. Talk about your season. Yeah, absolutely. See you All later, right, Miles. Again, 707-895-2448. Whoever that was, please call back. Um, could have talked to Miles all night, here. Oh yeah, we could talk hoops with Miles all year. It's it's been so it's been so fun for like people that don't know his name. If you're not you know connected with basketball, uh, it's so fun to, for me to talk to Miles. He was a coach, a coworker of mine, and now he's just I consider him a great friend. Just someone you can always talk hoops with. You're on the air. Jim Young. Who do you have here? John W. John W. From your office. John W. From my 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 work office. Yes, sir. John W. 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 Maui. Maui. Oh, John. What uh? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. What do you got for us? Well, I'll take it two steps, three steps back for you. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. And that's amazing about your mom. <laughs> it's, Damn. Yeah, my mom's on a roll. She's uh, she comes off the nationals. She's ninety. She's in the ninety. Five the ninety nine year old age group. She's ninety six. She just got back setting four or five U.S. records in Florida. Now she's qualified for the senior games. It's hard to keep up with her, really. <laughs> As it is with most ninety six year olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure she's listening right now. Um, she, if, if, if I'd like to hear more about the the senior games. I actually have a couple questions, especially with what uh, one of the other topics. You're trying to bait your mom into a call right now, aren't I you? I know, I know. <laughs> you so got the it? third step back is uh, you want to talk about comebacks. Here's one. I forget the year, but it was the San Francisco America's Cup. So, I don't know, 2012-ish, 2015. Uh, Jimmy Spithill... An Australian skippering for Team USA, Team Oracle, came back from a seven to one deficit to win seven races in a row to win the America's Cup. Jared, do you have any idea what that means in, in sail? This is this is sailboat racing, correct? Correct. Yes. Yep. 
so I, I don't know. I don't know anything about this, like the event, other than it's like quickly it's sailor racing. So how does it work in the sense of like an eight-one deficit? Is it just there's a certain number of races that you you get points for winning yeah, the races, exactly. and then you know you yeah. play uh, best of seven games for baseball, basketball, blah blah. I mean, not all interesting you know, events are like this, but the America's Cup Finals were two teams sailing against each other. I guess it must have been the best of eight or nine races. Sure, sure. Because he was down something like, I'm not positive the exact numbers, but it was something like he was down 7-1 to one and won seven races in a row Jeez. Uh, to win the America's Cup. That's amazing. So if this is, back, uh, I, I finally figured out who this was, and <laughs> didn't you grow up racing sailboats? That's right. On the bay or in some lake on the East Coast? I can't remember. On the bay, actually. San Francisco yep. Bay. San Francisco Bay. Yeah. Oh. Huh. And What's uh? For, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, for fun, I'm driving back home to Mendocino right now from sailing on San Francisco Bay. Nice. Oh, wow. That's wow. my nice. Wow. Huh. Anyway. And, and, uh... And you guys are the only thing on the air. <laughs> hey, we'll take it. We'll take, we'll take listeners however listening. we can get them. Are you listening over the internet, or are you are you driving through Philo right now? I'm driving. I'm in downtown Boonville at this moment. Huh. Nice. Well, nice. John, what a great call. Thank you for... Uh, I got another one on the air. Thanks for the... Uh, that's a good blast yeah. from the past. We haven't talked about sailing that much on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a rare sport, I guess. <laughs> that's, anyway. it's, it's an old sport, John. Old, yeah. old, old. That's true. Thanks for the call. Uh, very, very true. Have a good one. Thanks, John. You're on the air. Turn down your radio and you're on the air. Okay, I dialed just as you got your call from Hawaii. That was kind of fun. Someone you hadn't been in touch with in a long time. Uh, not a, um, uh, you can it, say who this is. This is Judy Young, who we've been talking about. This is my mother, Jerry's grandmother. She just got back from the senior games. I've announced it twice. I, w I wanted to ask you about the... Um, well, I, I I have some information that might give your readers some insight into the senior games. And as far as I know, they are held every year, but it's a huge sports complex that they cover. And some of the games you have to qualify for, and so some of the sports you have to qualify for, and then other sports you don't. And the qualifying ones are basketball, shooting, bowling, cycling, golf, pickleball, swimming, table tennis, tennis, track and field. And then you do not have to qualify to do archery, badminton, basketball three-on-three, -three, dominoes, horseshoes, powerlifting, power walk, race walk, racquetball, road race. I don't know what that is softball, shuffleboard, and volleyball. So it's a huge combination of sports that take place each year. I, I like some of those, Mom, that that, um, um, that are usually considered senior events, like shuffleboard. I mean, that's when well, I think of shuffleboard, I think of the old folks' home with people playing shuffleboard. I've never heard of I, a co competition shuffleboard before. 
Well, we have a shuffleboard here, and we have had some competitions on it, but uh, I have seen it other places where it is. At, uh, seems to me, didn't they have them down a shuffleboard down at Jones Beach when we used to go there in their recreation area? Oh, boy. All that I can remember back, about back jo- away. all I can remember about Jones Beach was was getting lost there once and eating no, ice. No, that was in Brooklyn. Eating in Brooklyn. Call her out. Call her out, Jones Judy. Beach. Call call him out every time he gets something wrong. Let him know. I love it. Okay, he he didn't get lost at Jones Beach. He got lost in in the beach in Brooklyn. Huh. So that's okay. This is I, I just I'm I'm kind of clicking through the site here. Because I this is new to me that there's the senior game. So there's state games, and then there's also a national like event that, that's happening next month. There's there's state versions of this, and there's also a national version of it. Yes, in order to compete in the national one, you have to have qualified in any state. In got, it, got it. Got it. So so because, they. Uh, if I hadn't qualified here, I would have had a second chance. Uh, Florida has their qualifying game in um, December. So if I hadn't qualified here, I would have had a second chance to try to qualify in uh, Florida. Got it. Let me ask you this question, Mom. It's um, You've always said the YMCA National Masters that you've been in was secondary in level of competition to the National Masters. Where does senior no, no, games... No, 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 no. United States Masters Swimming is the prestige. That's that's what I I was saying. You always said that was a step above the YMCA um, uh, uh, Masters. Where does the senior games fit in? I I don't know that much about the uh, state, but I would assume probably lower than the Y because... um, for swimming at any rate, because, see, the U.S. Masters Swimming is only swimming. The YMCA uh, Masters Swimming is only swimming. And this one covers so many sports that I just, I have no reason for my statement, but I feel that it doesn't attract the very best uh, of the swimmers, because the best of the swimmers would want to do Y or USMS. That makes sense. That's just a personal observation. I don't have any facts to prove that. Huh. It makes sense, though. I think it. It makes. Like, I. I see it. I could see the 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 logic there. I buy that. I. I I'm just yeah. realizing what you're saying. That senior games isn't just swimming. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. It's all those sports that she mentioned wow. uh, at the beginning there. Well, mom, thanks for checking in. Which is nice because it gives everybody an opportunity to do what they like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, carry absolutely. on. Thank you. Thank you so much. 707-895-2448. We've got a line open right now. It's, uh, geez, any last words about Judy, Jer? I mean. No, no, it's cool. Geez, it's it's always know. cool to hear, uh, hear she's going to swim in another event. Yeah, she went to the senior games with, with a, um, w- with one of her, uh, the young 50-year-olds on the, uh, on the tour with her. She was in Florida with us as well. So, uh, thanks to Karen for, uh, helping mom get to the senior games. It's always good. All right. Um, should we move on here, Jer? We, we, yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about. About 20 minutes left on the show here. So give us a call if there's anything on your mind. 707-895-2448. Okay. So, Jim, here's how we'll do this because we got a lot of topics that we prep for here. Are we doing something fun or are we doing something serious? Man, there's just there's some serious ones on here. And there's also some really fun ones. I want to I want to report on a fun one first. Okay, let's do, do I, a fun do one get, first. Do, actually, there on my list, they're they're one and two on my list. Okay. I'm let's gonna, do the fun one first. I'm going to take a call. No, they're actually these are the two fun ones. Hello, caller. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, the Warriors, because uh, I haven't really talked very much. Back. Well, it wasn't really I, I, the, fir- the first game um, it took place before the Anderson Valley Advertiser came out. And everybody was saying, oh, my God, this is like, you know, we're finally losing it. It was all doom and gloom. And um, then... Uh, but I don't think people realize that that first game, um, uh, their coach was um, just sort of destroyed by the terrible thing that happened in in Texas, and I think they were I I, I think they were off uh, because like obviously they they came back from losing badly in the first game and to to win in six and i was wondering if anybody else had a feeling like the the mass shooting uh kerr just like i heard him on the radio and i've never heard him like that it was just uh he was so angry and so living in a totally different space and and uh and I, I wondered if anybody thought that that had something to do with their loss. Not so it wasn't. Uh, sorry, I just want to make sure you, you were done there, caller. So if, if I remember correctly, and I, I'm trying to make sure I piece the, this together timeline related, I don't think that happened in the NBA Finals. I think that happened during the Western Conference Finals, and the reason it was such a big deal was they were in Dallas playing the Mavericks the oh, day that realize. it happened. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so I, I think it, that happened in the NBA Finals. Um, now, that's not to say there's not a carryover effect of, you know, someone like Steve Kerr is very engaged politically, and I think his players are. To, they're very aware of those things, um, but I don't think – there's a direct connection there because I'm pretty sure that happened in, in the Western Conference Finals, not the NBA Finals. I didn't just um, I didn't just um, hear it, Jer. I saw him. Um, oh yeah, everybody he, saw it. Yeah, everyone you, saw it. Yeah, he was shaking. He yeah. was shaking. He was yeah. crying. He he yeah. was really really upset. Yeah. But you know, I don't. I'm not going to say because you can't go back and try it again the other way. I always say, but I. I don't think it, it, it affected the way they play. That's that's just that's my opinion. That's just I, I can't say why I think that. I just don't think it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I will say though, I think game one's to call call her to go to your point of like all oh, the Warriors lost game one and and everyone's like, Oh, this is over, it's all doom and gloom. I I, I think that it's really easy to overreact in one game of a playoff series. Uh 
especially in a game one, because you talk to a lot of great players. They, uh, they'll all say game one is it's not a throwaway game. You're obviously trying to win, but it's the it's the opening move in like a very long chess match. Right. Of like it's you're going to do this. We're going to adjust to this and, and so on and so forth. So game one's. I think a lot of people will overreact to them, especially in the media, because they need something to talk about. But you talk to a lot of former players, analysts, coaches, game ones are all about kind of feeling things out. And they sure felt it out, and they dominated at the end of that series. I, I do admit that the best team won. Yeah. Uh, I think they were better than the Celtics. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny, Jeff. We, we were going to move on before that call came in. I want to see we don't have another one right now. I'm going to try again. Um, you said you want to do something fun or you want to do something serious. I got two serious things. This wasn't planned this way, but they're right next to each other on the list. And the two fun ones are next to each other. So I want to do both of them. First of all. Both of which? The fun ones the or the two, serious the ones? Two fun ones. We're going to say. Okay, this, let's, let's do the fun ones. We'll I say think, the serious ones. I think we can say the serious one. It's an evergreen. We can do it. We can talk about it again next week. Yeah. Um, I like the fake clay one first. Let's start there. <laughs> the fake clay Thompson. And. Um, you want to, should I give a summary or, or do you want to? I I mean I can fill it in if but if if you want to if you want to tell the story you're more than welcome. Somebody to. walked in before game time in the players' entrance. Game five, game five of the game, NBA. Game finals. five in Golden State had a blue hoodie on. He looked just like Clay. He walked in. He had his crew behind him. He walked right into the arena, took a couple shots before they realized it wasn't the real Clay Thompson. That is priceless. That is the. I, I bet you there's some meetings of security at the Golden State Warriors right now. Probably, yeah. So, so to, to, can I can I flesh yeah. that out a little bit now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, so the guy is is it's Big Dawes D A W S T V. Um, he has 8.3 million subscribers to his YouTube channel. So this is a oh. big, big name in the in the in the YouTube world. Yeah. Um, he dressed up as Clay Thompson, as Jim said, and I don't know like how far they thought they were going to get, but they walk up to the players' entrance and just walk right in. Don't show any ID, any paperwork. Someone thought it was Clay Thompson. Uh, he gets onto the court, takes a couple shots before he is asked for his player credentials. Um in which they realize he doesn't have any gigs kicked out. He has now subsequently been banned for life from the, from, uh, from Oracle or, or from, from where the Warriors play. You think, the, um, you think the security he lost got- about, he lost about $10,000 on his tickets uh, that he bought. And he put something up on Twitter after it happened. He said, was it worth losing $10,000 on tickets and being banned for life? Absolutely. I was an NBA player for 10 minutes. <laughs> you think the security guy's banned for life? Oh, that that security guard is fired and will never get a security job again. <laughs> this is great. So that's fake clay. That's number one on my list. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to see this video, you can hunt it down. It's hilarious of him just walking through security, and there's legit shock in their faces of like, I don't think they thought it was going to work. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. No, it's 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 really early on. You know, no other players yeah. were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was nobody else on the court. There, I mean, there was just the, uh, you know, the food people were getting set up. I, I don't know. Do you know? You know, Jer. Oh, that's a different arena. That's right. But you know, you and I walked right through there one time when you played in in the old um, right. arena. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I remember walking out on, on on through that tunnel onto the court. What was that arena called back then? Do you remember? That was or that was Oracle Arena. 
Oracle in in um in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, we played there when you were in eighth grade. Mendocino versus Fort Bragg Middle School. We played. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fake clay. We got about 12 minutes left. Uh, 707-895-2448. You got any uh, funny sports stories? doesn't get much better than this. Fake clay walking into the Golden State Warriors. And then the other one, what's the golfer's name here? Rom, R-H-A-M? Uh, John, 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 John Rom was R- the name. R-A-H-M? Correct, yeah. Yeah, he hits a ball in the rough. And, and I saw a picture of this on, on ESPN. Um, and it goes over towards this building. It's a lousy shot. And he's in the rough. And this this guy's competing in the Masters right now. I think he's... U.S. Open. U.S. Open. U.S. Open. I mean, I think he's one of the leaders right now. I don't know. Well, if tournament's they're... over. I could look up and see who won. But... Oh. Yeah. Because tournament right, ended right. today. That's Final right. round was That's today. right. I saw yesterday's... Um... Yeah. This was Thursday. This was during the first round. First round. While he was walking up to his ball, I'm not sure who saw it. I don't know if there's any videos of the of the kids, but two kids ran by, stole his ball out of the rough, and just ran off with it. Yeah. So he had this lousy lie in the rough behind this shed type thing, and um, he got a free drop, which which put him in pretty good condition for uh, chipping back onto the green. What's the backstory on that one? Did did they have any videos of the kids? I haven't found a video of it. I think the funniest part of this story for me is his quote where he goes, yeah, after the drop, I had 135 yards to the pin in an area where the rough wasn't as thick. So it's kind of like he's not allowed to say it was a good thing for him, but it it, it ended up playing out in his favor. Um, The way it's described, it sounds like it was two like younger kids. So I'm curious, like, was it a dare? Did they realize they weren't allowed? Did they thought think they could just do it? I'm curious, like, what led them to go run out there and, and steal the golf balls? Um, but yeah, it was. It's a funny. It's it's another good story. Like, just a couple kids being hooligans, running out on the golf course, grabbing a golf ball and running away. And and again, somebody's at some meeting saying, Zaya, yeah, how hey, did that happen? I, I thought you were covering. No, no. I thought you were covering that area. Oh yeah, no, no. I yeah. thought you were covering that area. That's yeah. not supposed to happen, especially in this day and age with security. Yeah. 707-895-2448. Those are the two, uh, funny ones that, that, that I had. Um, you know, you know, Jerry, uh, another topic that we talked about, I think, for the last two weeks, um, when we were bringing up chance meetings, mm-hmm. I liked it so much that I brought it up last week after we talked about it the week before that. And I had two people this week that are um, familiar with the sports phone come up to me and tell me about their chance meetings. Yeah, it's a good one because, it's, again, it's one of those things that I've, and I've talked about this on this, when we had this topic on the air a little bit. It's just a topic that you don't need to be a big sports fan. Like you can have a story running into an athlete and you don't have to know anything about the, you know, them or have ever seen them play. You just have to recognize them and know that they're an athlete. It, it's, it, it can happen to anybody. I think it happens to some people and then they realize it later on. Yeah. And it's also, yeah, like it's also, I think something I don't remember if I've talked about this side of it. It's also a reminder that like, hey, these are not professional athletes or people like they still like for me, when I saw Justin Herbert, you know, at, at Topgolf, who's the professional, who's the quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert's still a 25, 26 year old guy. 
he wants to hang out at Top Golf with his girlfriend and his friends as well. Like, you know, just like anybody else. So yeah, I, I like I like that as well. Um, so a couple of little quick things, Jim, just to kind of get through a couple little items uh, since we've got got we got about eight minutes left on the show here. So if you do have anything, give us a call. 707-895-2448. Uh, just a couple of little things that I wanted to bring up. Uh, not a lot to talk about here, but. We talked a little bit about the World Cup uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, oh, yeah. Earlier this week, uh, FIFA announced the locations that are going to host games for the 2026 World Cup uh, for the men. Now, why is this a big deal? Because the United States are involved. So um, in the 2026 FIFA World Cup, uh, the U.S., Mexico, and Canada are going to be co-hosting the tournament. It's the first ever uh, three-way hosting for, for the World Cup that's ever happened. Um, in the United States, Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, L.A., Miami, New York, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Seattle will all host uh, games with the championships also taking place in the United States. They haven't said where yet. Um, I'm a little bummed Portland didn't get one. I know Portland was hoping to get to be one of the host cities because they have a really, really big soccer culture here, um, but they didn't get it. Uh, which is unfortunate, uh, but Seattle's right up there, so maybe I'll make the trip up to Seattle to watch a World Cup game. Uh, but it's cool. I'm excited that the United States is going to get to get to host the World Cup in this form. Hopefully, I'll get to watch a game. I won't have to worry about weird, bizarre start times. I'm also excited for that. I'll get to, you know, the games will be starting somewhat uh, normal times for, for us, so it's cool. Uh, and the United States will get into that automatically, and I don't need to sweat them trying to qualify. Um, how often is the World Cup? Every four years. Four, so this is the next one. This is the next uh, one after, after this. After There's this one, one coming up, and then it's the next one after that. Huh. I remember. God, I don't know how long ago. Jeez, what year was it in San Francisco, and was it Stanford? Uh, 19, 1994. So it was when you were three years old. Huh. Yeah, that was when the final was at the Rose Bowl in California, right? In Pasadena, and a lot of the preliminary games were at Stanford. I, yeah. I remember and, cause, and they've and the women have hosted the World Cup uh, in 1999 and 2003. Yeah, I, I just remember, even though I was focused on playing basketball with you when you were three years old uh, or two years old, even it's um, a big deal. It's a big deal. Oh, you know, it, it, it was big in the Bay Area. I rem I remember the scalping of tickets. Who's got tickets? Who's mm -hmm. selling tickets? How do you get tickets? I just remember all that. It was a yeah. re really really a big deal. And, um, well, and one of the things that's always interesting about this is the U.S., I'm surprised, hasn't gotten to host it more. I think part of it has to do with that the team is not very good. But one of the advantages the U.S. has over a lot of the other cities is a lot of other or not country, or cities, but countries, a lot of the other countries find out they're going to be hosting the World Cup and they have to build infrastructure. Yeah, it's like, like, like they have to build arenas or modify them. The U.S. has the infrastructure ready to go, like Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, sure. Kansas City. There's MLS teams in all of these cities, so there's an there's a stadium ready to go. So, I, I it's I'm surprised the U.S. hasn't gotten to host more. There's you know a lot of reasons for that, but uh, I'm I'm very excited, very excited that the U.S. is going to get to host the World Cup in four years. How come? Uh, and hopefully, I'll be able to come uh, go go watch a game or two. Do you know how competitive it is to get to host? Is it like the Olympics? People bid. 10, yeah, you're 10 bidding. Years in advance. Yeah, there's a bidding process, and then the the kind of the not so good part of that is there's a lot of uh, rumored corruption and call backdoor shady deals for countries to get to host the World Cup. So it's not always like super clean in I terms of how that happens. I assume the bidding yeah. for the Olympics 
has a little same thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I am. Like I said, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Uh, 707-895-2448. Got about four minutes left on the sports phone here. Uh, so give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about in the last couple minutes here. Anything that uh, kind of comes to mind. 707-895-2448. Uh, let's see. How about a quick Brittany Griner update? Yeah, sure. So one Brittany Griner update. Uh, I had missed this one um, in my kind of feed that I have. But so the big update that came three days ago, four days ago, where did I lost track of it. Um, this was on June 14th. So two days ago, uh, her ex- her detention in Russia has been extended to at least uh, or excuse me, through at least July 2nd. Uh, Russian uh, news said that that was uh, to allow them to continue uh, to uh, kind of investigate, basically, that uh, they will not do anything until uh, there's that co- that court investigation is complete. There's uh, some rumors going around, not really, well, I guess not rumors is the right word, but some talk about, like, uh, um, uh, prisoner swap, I guess would be the word, if, if you want to use, like, kind of that nomenclature. There's some, some talk about that uh, potentially uh, coming up with a, excuse me, a detainee swap. Hold um, on, Jer. Hold on. Call, you got 30 seconds. Go. We're at the end of the show. I just got to say hi, guys. I missed the entire show. I'm leaving <laughs> for Bragg now, and I just had to call really quick and say hello, and I hope it was a good show. You just wanted, Thanks, to, keep, you just wanted to keep your streak going. You're competing with McCarthy. <laughs> exactly, well, pretty much, exactly. Uh, but I had, you know, I was stuck in a restaurant ordering to-go food and couldn't leave and was just stuck for the last hour it was killing me to not listen so i missed tonight i hope it was a great show i'm calling to say hello hope you guys are well and i'll be there next week thank you thanks Vince. Vince. you got it guys take care that's a good way to end the show Jerry. yeah yeah good way to end it uh we'll call it there we'll be back next week that will be june 26th so we're getting in the middle of summer here which is fantastic uh we'll be back next week and thanks for everyone that called and listened uh, and with that, Jim, I'll hand it back to you. Everyone have a good evening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jer. It's always fun. Yeah. And uh, coming up next, we got Sunday Evening Jazz. It's it's uh, from Ukiah, I believe. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can go to kzyx.org to find more shows and content like this one. While there, you can stream us live or check out our jukebox. And if you like what you hear, consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. We are Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Woolitz and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Thanks for listening.